But I do want to point out, are we recording this the old-fashioned way? Oh, we are. Oh. Is that what I just noticed? Oh, we are. So what's the old-fashioned way, Matt? I'll be getting drunk on old fashions during this podcast. We are doing this the old-fashioned way. Mm-hmm. And do you know what that gif was that you sent me? You sent you said you wanted to do this, and I said, let's not make this harder than it is. And then you sent back a gif of what looked like a woman in like a movie in the 50s, and she was saying, I'm old-fashioned. Yeah, no, I just searched old-fashioned. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my reaction now is the same reaction I had then, which is good God. (laughs) Welcome to Let's Run That Back. I'm Cody. I'm Matt. We're two brothers that talk about movies as if our opinions matter, and today we'll discuss some recent trailers that have come out, we'll strip down Thor Love and Thunder, and we'll examine the newest MCU announcements from Comic-Con. So without further ado, let's run that path. So it's kind of funny, because there are some good trailers that have come out that are like actually good um but i i mostly want to talk about one that that isn't very good so i just i just have to tell you about this okay wait a second wait a second i wanted to guess which which one it was oh okay right because i sent you the link but it just said like youtube.com slash you know right so you don't know what it is but i mean let's see i think i do let's see let's see is it beast it's not Beast. I have issues with Beast also, but believe it or not, that's not the worst trailer that I've seen recently. <laughs> Beast, a.k.a. Jaws with a Lion. Is that what that is? Which... If Jaws was not good. what And why do we need to be making people scared of lions now, too? Like... <laughs> Anyway, I can't believe Idris Elba said yes to that movie, but <laughs> anyway. And the guy the guy from District 9 that only plays South African men, right. like, he doesn't go outside of his right. own, like, country ever. Right. That's kind of funny. Anytime they need a South African guy, they're like, get the guy from District yeah, 9. Except he was in the okay. remake of the A-Team. Go ahead. Oh, he was? Oh, yeah. Me and you saw the A-Team in theaters. Oh, yeah, we did. And I have almost no memory of it. And Liam Neeson. We we went, guys, we went to two movies that day. I remember it very clearly. I just don't remember the movie of the A-Team. But me and you went and saw the A-Team, and we saw Get Him to the Greek in the same day. Get Him to the Greek was good. And we're not cool. So we paid for both movies, but arguably movie tickets were like $7 back then. Yeah. Um, so it's like seeing two movies for the price of one. That was and I remember movie that co, day right? it was at, yes, it was at movie co and we didn't eat lunch. Like we went to a morning movie and then went to like the next showing and it was like back to back. We didn't eat lunch. We got a large popcorn and if you go to, like, a, a movie theater, typically when you get the large popcorn, you get a free refill on it. One free refill. We got that large popcorn, went to the second movie, and before the trailers started, we ate the entire bucket of popcorn. <laughs> so I we bought that popcorn, and then I went back out ten minutes later with an empty bucket of popcorn and said, I need a refill. And, and I always wonder what those attendance thought (laughs) (laughs) i think they should have given us a second one if i'm being honest but that oh sorry ending to that story we then didn't eat one more piece of popcorn the entire movie (laughs) because we'd already eaten an entire bucket a large the the free refill on a large bucket of popcorn is the dumbest thing that ever exists all right but we're here to talk about trailers. Since I got Regal Unlimited, <laughs> humble brag, I have gone to the movies a bit more, and so I've seen a lot of trailers. And I went to a movie by myself. Wakanda Forever. It wasn't. It, no, I'm talking about a bad trailer. 
Oh, okay, yeah. Do you that better not have been you saying that trailer's bad because I have oh, that written God. down as a great trailer. <sighs> this trailer started and it was like voiceover, like ever since he died, I've needed to do this thing or whatever. And mm, sounds like you're describing Wakanda forever. And then it just <laughs> <laughs> and then it just it it opens up on like a desert, and the shot starts moving like to the side and up at the same time and this voiceover is happening come on it'll be fun no i don't think we should no we i have to do this i have to and it pans over to a like a radio tower pretty much and the camera starts moving up and it's like no come on we can't do this we can't this voiceover that's terrible and the CGI of the radio tower looks like a video game from like the mid to like early 2000s. Like, <laughs> okay. it's nothing about this is good so okay. far. All right. And the camera just keeps going higher and higher and higher, and like pieces of the radio tower are falling off. And the girls' voices and the voiceover are getting more panicked and more panicked. It gets to the top, and there's a girl standing on the top holding another girl's hand that is dangling off the side of this radio tower and she's like just hold on just hold on and they let go and she falls and it cuts to black and then the text comes up fall it's just called fall and then this is the best part of the entire trailer (laughs) that fades out and text fades in dropping soon (laughs) faded out end of trailer you and i what? literally was sitting there like what the <laughs> hell was that <laughs> i bet you it turns out being awesome i then saw i went and saw another movie and they had a longer trailer when mm-hmm. i saw that other movie and the longer trailer gave more backstory mm-hmm. and i shit you not matt this story of them climbing up is from the same filmmakers that brought you 47 meters down. Oh, they're working on going every direction. (laughs) Yes. So I can't wait to see what they do laterally, but for now, they have this one where they go up, and so the movie is just them climbing this tower and almost falling, or maybe they do fall in the end. That's what the title suggests, at least. All this to say, we have to do this movie. (laughs) Could you imagine trying to plan and make the time to go out to the theaters to watch that movie? See, like, that's the of thing, all the like, movies? I, that's why basically the only movies I've gone to the movies to see have been Marvel movies lately. Because, like, yeah. I only want to go if I know it's going to be a sure thing. <laughs> exactly. So, speaking of Marvel, though, Wakanda Forever's trailer dropped. We're going to talk more about the MCU later, but... That trailer was good. I, yeah. I thought so. Yeah. It it had no, an intensity it it to it. It was great. My favorite part of the whole the trailer, music. though, is when the queen of Wakanda says, I've lost everyone. And I just love imagining Shuri just like kind of sitting to the side like, uh, like I'm right here. Well, I feel like but, Shuri's going to get, like, get kidnapped or something. So, oh, maybe that would make sense. But... Yeah, I mean, just a fantastic trailer, didn't give too much away, created a lot of intensity and a lot of hype, and was fairly emotional, given we know what happened to Chadwick Boseman. Is is Michael B. Jordan coming back to be Black Panther? He can't, He's his character died in the first one. His character died in the comics, too, and his character came back to be Black Panther in the comics. We are in the multiverse saga, so we'll have well, to see. The heart-shaped herb. Let's just say I'm not... Things opposed okay well i thought it was badass when i thought it was gonna be shuri but then you know yeah yeah, yeah. but then the, the actress is a little <laughs> temperamental not great but um <laughs> and then the only other trailer that i've seen recently because obviously i've seen the trailer for beast i, I wasn't gonna <laughs> i wasn't gonna mention it but i damn right i saw it but uh i thought that the the new lord of the rings show i'm not like i'm yet. only I've only seen those the movies once total, and I thought they were great when I watched them. But the trailer for that show looks pretty good, and I and the trailer for House of the Dragon was intriguing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new Game of Thrones spinoff. Mm-hmm. 
man, am I, is it hard for me to get excited for a Game of Thrones show? We'll watch it. We'll watch it. That's <laughs> definitely true. Uh, House of the Dragon. You'll watch it. <laughs> that should be the tagline. <laughs> Don't kid yourself. You'll watch it. <laughs> You'll at least see the first You'll episode. You'll give it a shot. But uh, do, do, were there any trailers you watched that you liked or thought looked stupid? Um, okay. So I'll start with a negative. I've been pretty, okay. um, I don't want to say excited, but pretty intrigued by this blonde movie that keeps getting talked okay. about. Or keep Oh, that's the one with Ana de Armas as, as Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe. Monroe. Yes. Okay. So I watched a trailer. The trailer consists of Ana de Armas doing um, a monologue and not nailing the American accent. I, I, I like her. <laughs> She's a great actor in everything I've seen. Yeah, her. yeah, yeah. Uh, not nailing the American accent, so we'll, we'll see. She doesn't sound like Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> um, so, so we'll see how it goes. Um, That's funny. The few that I've watched that have been really good, or that at least you know capture my interest, are uh, right. The menu. I've never heard of that. Okay, it's with Anya Taylor Joy. Oh, and is it Nicholas, Nicholas Holt, Holt and okay. Rafe Voldemort and? Ray Ray Fiennes. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. <laughs> he played Voldemort. <laughs> Had to give you a minute on that one. Um, but he plays this chef where they all spend an exorbitant amount of money to go to this island to eat a meal played by this chef. And things turn Hunger Gamesy. Um, That's from great. What I can, from what I can tell, it, the, the, pre, the trailer's pretty long, but it doesn't give you a ton of plot. You know what I mean? I'll have to watch it, because um, I was watching a YouTube video, and it came up as one of the ads, and I almost just watched oh, it. Oh, yeah, watch it. It looks cool. Yeah, yeah, That, um, Samaritan. I haven't heard of that. What are these trailers you're finding? <laughs> Samaritan is... There was a superhero named Samaritan who protected this city or whatever. He hasn't been seen in 25 years or or whatever. Right. Um, And this kid becomes suspicious that Samaritan may live across the street from him. Okay. And it's Cody. It's Sylvester Stallone. Why do you think I'm a a superhero? I'm not not a Samaritan. He's like, I'm a garbage man. And the kid's like, Samaritan used to clean up the streets. Oh, that's a good movie. That's all I needed to hear. Doesn't it? Doesn't that kind of feel like you could almost imagine it being a sequel to Unbreakable? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if it was Bruce Willis. Yeah. Um, uh, that's cool. The last one, I, I can I keep forgetting the the um the title, so I'm gonna have to look it up. It's the Banshees of Inishirin. Sorry, the Banshees of Inishirin. Yes. Okay, what is this? So, written and directed by Martin McDonough. Okay. He's the guy who did In Bruges and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah, and In Bruges had Ralph Voldemort in it, right? (laughs) Oh, did it? (laughs) Ralph Voldemort. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and it's got Colin Farrell and the guy that he was in In Bruges with. Don't tell me. Gleason. Brendan Gleason? Yes. Was he in In Bruges? Yeah, it was them two. So this is their first... It's funny that I haven't seen the trailer, but I seem to know more about the movie. <laughs> it's it's the first time since In Bruges that Colin Farrell, um, Brendan Gleeson, and the director have teamed up. Oh, okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> anyway, it looks good. <laughs> um, it, it it does. I Again, it doesn't give, give you a ton of plot. They're best friends, and one of them all of a sudden just wants nothing to do with the other one right okay and that's kind of all you really get from the um from the trailer but the trailer i never saw in bruges i heard it was really good it is um i saw three billboards outside ebbing missouri and it was phenomenal okay. and just the trailer from this looks looks great well yeah i actually am pretty interested in that but enough of these appetizers let's get back to this we're doing this the old-fashioned way just as a reminder and uh that, it's funny that we're doing this the old-fashioned way. I'm just drinking water. <laughs> There's all those trailers, so now let's actually talk about a movie. 
We are here talking about Thor, Love and Thunder. Oh, I only watched the trailer. Oh, no. Well, luckily I think you saw most of the movie. No, I saw most of Chris Hemsworth, I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. We'll get to the positive soon. But um, (laughs) this was directed by Taika Waititi. It was uh, written by Taika Waititi and Jennifer Caton Robinson, starring Chris Hemsworth, Natalie Portman, Tessa Thompson, Christian Bale, etc. And these summaries are the hardest part of my job on this podcast. I want to point that out because I try so hard to keep it short, but I'm also trying to tell you everything that happened in the movie. So I really hope I'm able to I get mean, through you this. You just got to hit the big, the broad strokes. I was trying to, that's the crazy thing. This is my abridged version of the movie. Just in case you haven't seen it or Matt, just in case it's been a while since you saw it or because you're doing this the old fashioned way. <laughs> Okay, stained. What? It's been a while. It's been a while. You're saying that? Yeah, that's stained. <laughs> oh, good God. This is going to be an hour and a half long recording session. <laughs> the, the ice clinking is what's killing me. All right. We start out with Gore and his daughter struggling to survive in a desert. His daughter dies, and then Gore finds the god he worshipped in an oasis. The god dismisses Gore as he's ruining the party they're having. He begins strangling Gore, and the god-killing Necrosword offers itself to Gore. Gore stabs the god, saying the sword doesn't feel like a curse. It feels like a promise. He vows all gods will die. Thor is still with the Guardians of the Galaxy until he sees Sif calling for help. He finds Sif and returns to New Asgard. Simultaneously, Dr. Jane Foster is undergoing chemo for her stage 4 out of 4 stages terminal cancer. Mjolnir calls out to her, so she also goes to New Asgard. Gore arrives in New Asgard and attacks. Thor and Valkyrie lead the fight until a new hero shows up wielding Mjolnir. It is the mighty Thor, aka Dr. Jane Foster. Thor and Jane catch up as Gore kidnaps all the children from New Asgard and vanishes. Thor, Jane, Valkyrie, and Korg all leave to save the children from the Dark Dimension since Heimdall's son Axel contacted Thor and showed where they were. They first travel to Omnipotent City to get help from Zeus and the other gods, but they all laugh it off that Gore will never make it to eternity and will never kill them. He also takes all of Thor's clothes off and pretty much everyone is fine with that. Um, Including me including both of us. Um, if, if Gore makes it to eternity, he can wish for anything. And as we know, he wants all gods to die. And so that's not good for our heroes. Jane reveals her illness to Thor and they admit they still love each other. Gore defeats them in the next battle and takes Stormbreaker to use as what, Matt? What does he use it as? What is Stormbreaker? The Bifrost. The Bifrost. The Bifrost. Thank you. I love that you're, like, across the room. (laughs) Yeah, Gore takes Stormbreaker to use as the Bifrost so that he could get to eternity. It seems Mjolnir is making Jane worse, so Thor tells her to sit this final fight out until they can figure out how to save her. Valkyrie is also too injured, so Thor goes alone. Thor finds the kids and temporarily gives them the power of Thor. They fight Gore but Gore overpowers Thor. I love that all their names rhyme. Then out of nowhere, the mighty Thor appears. She destroys the Necrosword, which means Gore begins immediately dying, um, but he's able to get through the portal, and they all enter eternity. Thor pleads with Gore that killing the gods isn't the answer, and then leaves Gore to wish for whatever he wants, because he'd rather spend time with the person he loves in her last moments. Gore wishes for his daughter to live again, and Jane tells him that she won't be alone after he dies. Gore dies, Jane dies, and Thor adopts the girl, called Love, to continue adventuring together as Love and Thunder. In the post credit scenes, Zeus enlists Hercules to kill Thor, and Jane arrives in Valhalla greeted by Heimdall. That's pretty much what happens. The only thing I looked up 
was Christian Bale's character's name, which was Gore. It rhymes with Thor. Like, I feel like if you're like, oh, what's the name of that Thor character? Uh, Gore. <laughs> like, Gore the God Butcher. <laughs> which is a great name. <clears throat> and uh, so I'll just say, Matt, what did you think of the movie? Like, overall? Yeah, overall. I feel like I ask that every single time. <laughs> Yes, you always ask. You mean like overall, right? Well, I don't know. What have we been doing for the last what, almost 50 episodes? I very much enjoyed this movie. I Oh, really? I wanted it to be a little more Ragnarok. Uh-huh. But I feel like Ragnarok was Ragnarok because we had so little expectations. Right, yeah. After Thor 2, it's like, what are they going to do with a third movie? <laughs> and, I mean, I mean, I can get into it a little bit more in, in my negatives, but I think at times they were trying a little too hard to be Ragnarok. Okay, yeah. And um, I didn't love those things, but I thought Christian Bale was uh, great. I could have taken or left... This is going to sound weird because it's also one of my positives, but I could have taken her left Natalie Portman in this movie. I think that she was fine. <laughs> I don't think that was her fault necessarily, though. Right, right. But this is just overall, so it doesn't matter, Matt. I enjoyed it. I had a good time I, with it. I also enjoyed it. I think that parts of what I didn't like about it might have a little bit to do with, like, like you said, kind of comparing it to Ragnarok, a little, I'm feeling a little tiny bit of, like, MCU, like, I've just been feeling in the past few movies, like, I'm enjoying the movies, but, like, where are you guys going with this, like, as a whole? Right. Um, and we'll talk about that more later, but, and, and it's hard to fault a movie on like what the rest of the universe is doing that it fits into but since they do such a good job with these movies of connecting things i feel like it does kind of become a part of it but we can just move right into the good and you already said my first good which is christian bale was so good he was <laughs> as gore he like say what you will about christian bale right. the man commits 150 percent to everything he does and what's funny is, I think from trivia, like, he only did it because, like, his kids told him you should do it. So, like, that was Christian Bale phoning it in, and it was still great. Well, I mean, I think he, I think the reason he didn't want to do it was because, I mean, I guess he had done the superhero thing, right? Right. Already. He was Batman. And he didn't want to live in that world too much, but it seems like he can't like take on a role without going 100%. So right. it may have been more like I don't want to put all that into, <laughs> into it. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Okay, you guys really For want me to. For this movie. Okay, okay, fine, I will. But I don't yeah, think that he makes was phoning sense. it in at all. No. Yeah, I guess I just meant like he's not even as passionate about right, this movie as right. maybe another movie. Right. And he still put it in. He Yeah, I mean, I mean it's not like David It's his job director. and he's really good at his job. <laughs> But yeah, he was great. I thought that the character was pretty interesting. Uh, there was a drawback to the point that he only had one move. He only put the sword in the ground and shadows would appear. That's like all he did the entire time. But his moments where he was able to speak and like talk to Thor, talk to the children, those were all great moments. That scene in the Shadow Realm yeah, was so well done. Where he like... Where he like subdues them and talks to them. Yeah, yeah. I I leaned over to Kristen in that scene because the scene you're talking about is he's got Thor, Valkyrie, Valkyrie and, and Jane all like. Yeah. Oh yeah, because Korg you know, was stuck. back on the ship with the goats. And uh, right with the goats, <laughs> and he says to each of them, he pretty much breaks down to each of them, why should I care about the gods? Why should I not be killing the gods? Because, Jane, the gods are allowing you to use this power for Mjolnir, but they're not actually helping you live, and so once they're done with you, they'll just let you die. Thor, you went to Omnipotent City to get their help, and all of them told you to F off. Like, they don't care about any of this. Valkyrie, 
your gods let all of your sisters and loves, like, whatever, die, and they didn't help even when you called to them. So, so tell me what it is that <laughs> makes it so I should care about any of these gods. And I leaned over to Kristen, and I was like, am I supposed to be agreeing <laughs> with this guy? Because, like, he, he has such a solid foundation. Like, it's just like some of the best villains, where what makes a villain good is that they're right but they go about it the wrong way. Well, that's what I was going to say, is the mark of a really good villain is someone who does have a cause. And, they and have that a point. cause may be benevolent, but right. it, it doesn't justify their actions. Right. They ha- and, and so he was a good villain. And, they, and he had some interesting like moments like that where he was able to show you why he was a good villain. Another positive I had was just the scene in Omnipotent City. Not just because of Thor being, you know, okay, revealed Cody. to us, but I just kind of enjoyed that whole thing. Tread lightly, but you enjoyed what parts of it? What do you mean? If you, you didn't like that me, scene? If you look at me with a straight face and tell me that you enjoyed Russell Crowe's performance as Zeus, <laughs> oh. as an actual Greek <laughs> man. Do you know that when they revealed Zeus... I knew that they had he had to be a famous person. Oh, you didn't just know it was because, like, that's Russell how Crow? it was. I could not tell it was Russell Crowe. <laughs> like, and so at the end when it said his name, I was like, "Whoa, what?" <laughs> his performance was mind-boggling. <laughs> like, the, the, I no, never saw Elvis. Perfect way to put it. I never saw Elvis, but Tom Hanks's performance in that in the trailers <laughs> for Elvis could only be beaten by Russell Crowe as Zeus. I don't it's not it wasn't bad. Right, it right. Was, it was you the whole time I was like what is happening right now? Right. It really not it really in the felt movie. like right. It, it really felt be, like it, like Taika Waititi had to be like <laughs> you what am I going to say he's Russell Crowe what do you, what do you want me to do Right that's what I was going to say it felt like Russell Crowe was like I'm thinking of doing that like he did, it, he was like going so hard with it and I just imagine Taika like hey man have fun with it like <laughs> I you no, do whatever read, you want But I read that they shot everything twice once as the crazy Greek performance, and once as like the like Anthony Hopkins type, like I'm Zeus, uh, like the pseudo British kind of, you know I don't what I know, mean? man. It was it and was they chose about the as Greek one. <laughs> <laughs> and what does that say about the normal one? But here's the thing: it's like he Anthony Hopkins it up. style, <laughs> Anthony Hopkins style. I mean, was in the first two Thor movies, which are arguably the worst ones. So like. Maybe you gotta go outside the box. It was mind-boggling. It was for a minute. Oh man. Okay, sorry. So funny. But we can also lean on the positives that the Korg's uh, Korg's god was sitting on a throne of scissors because rock beats scissors. Yes, and when sticking with the trend of uh, uh, rock paper scissors jokes. And when Korg quote unquote died, first off, I was like, "What? Like (laughs) killed Korg." That came out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. And then and then when, <laughs> when he was like, oh, all of my sentience is in my face like or something. I was like, amazing. Like, I, it doesn't even have to make sense. I don't even care. And so when she t- when Valkyrie tied her, him around, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was just fantastic. And like, they did like I mean, the Iron Man angle, but from <laughs> on the back. Right. But. The the one negative I have is that it was absolutely hysterical when Zeus flicked too hard and just took all of Thor's clothes off, and all the women around Zeus fainted. That was hilarious. Yeah. But then, like, the next shot of Zeus, all the women were standing up again, <laughs> yeah. and I kind of wished they just never got back <laughs> up. I liked uh, uh, but, I liked when he uh, went went up to him and he was real close to him. He's like, and I, I know I, I flick a little too hard. <laughs> yeah, when he's like, when he's like, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll put you closer. <laughs> oh man, but um, so that that whole thing was just really funny. And then I do have like, even though I agree with you, and it's kind of one of my negatives that, and so I don't have to touch on it later. But it's one of my negatives that like, it felt like they just didn't do. Natalie Portman justice like they they gave her 
a chance to come back and do something different with the character, but then it felt like they didn't have much to do, and like her dying felt like just like okay, why'd you even do this whole story then? I feel but like I don't know they, the comic books. I feel like they brought her back and did all that just so they could have the shot in the trailer, right? Like the and, shocking shot but, of oh my god, she's Thor. Looking over all that, I liked Natalie Portman like as Jane in the movie, and I liked. You know, her, like, back and forths with, like, Thor and everything. And I thought she looked great in the costume. And, like, they had some cool... I love Mjolnir. Like, I kind of miss it. (laughs) Which, I guess, he has it back now. And so, it's like, it was fun seeing Jane being Thor. That's literally what I wrote. Jane being Thor was fun. It just felt like, you know, pointless in the end, in a way. Take out the U and put an I and then stick an E on the end. It was fine. (laughs) Say that again. No. <laughs> that was, I mean, that might just be like, that might be on the episode announcement for this episode. <laughs> and then people are going to think you're talking about That's the movie as a the whole. Movie. <laughs> uh, and then the last thing that I put as a positive was I enjoyed the intro with Thor with the Guardians. I obviously, like, I, I was hoping it would be, like, a whole movie of that when, when like, he went off with them. Uh, according to Taika Waititi, and I kind of don't believe him, but according to Taika Waititi, it was always meant to just be an intro of him, of Thor with the Guardians. And part of me's like, I just, I don't believe you. Well, Guardians 3 was supposed to come out before this movie. Right. And so, like, they definitely were going to have Thor in that. Right? Right, but the beginning I guess they of, still could. But the beginning of this movie... That's true. Yes. Yes. Either was never so, supposed to include the Guardians... Yes. Or they just went, oh, fuck. They, just put know, them in the Guardian, intro. Guardians didn't go, okay, we'll do the intro. And they still could have Thor in Guardians 3. I never thought of that. It depends on what part of the story they're telling. Okay, well, yeah. Well, do you have any... What are your positives? I don't have any positives. What do you mean? <laughs> Other no, than what I, we talked about, you mean? No, I really enjoyed the um, the, the Guardians intro. I wish, that, uh, I wish that it would have been longer. But I think I just want Guardians 3. Right. I am very, very, very excited, which we'll talk about that a little later. So um, you're fine moving love... to the not-so-good? No, no, I'm so joking. You do have... you... Okay. <laughs> um, no, that was just a hilarious joke that I told. A hilarious, hilarious joke. I love Taika Waititi's style and humor. Yeah. And, like, everything is so dry, and it right. doesn't, like... He doesn't, like, tell a joke and then, like wait for the punchline like it's just like it's in there if you see it you see it if you don't you don't like moving on you know what i mean and i really like that style obviously christian bale was great tessa thompson i don't know that i've seen her in anything that i haven't loved her in yes not that i've seen her in a ton but i really really like her I, i i guess we don't really need to touch on it too much in in my negatives but i feel like everything they did with tessa thompson or with um Natalie Portman's Valkyrie. character. Oh, they could have done with Valkyrie, and it didn't necessarily need to be a love interest. You know what I mean? Even if oh, she you're didn't, saying even if she didn't like die, she could have been Mighty Thor and everything. She could have just been Valkyrie. Oh, I see. I see. And and helped out and this and that. And Thor could have thought he was going to lose her, and decided he was going to spend the time with the people he loves. And and you know what I mean, like. It could have been the same thing you're saying and just not had Jane there. And you didn't really need Jane in the movie. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and I, 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 I don't... I feel like she was only there to die. And I don't... Yeah. And I don't love... To, like, wrap up the story. It didn't even really wrap up the story. Right, it started because... started Like, they didn't really reference much from the first two movies. It just started the cancer storyline. And... and... The after credit scene where she's shown in Valhalla, obviously she's dead, she's in Valhalla, but, like, it kind of opens up the opportunity that, like, she's still available as a character somehow. Like, it's weird how it, like, didn't really, like, 
end anything. I agree. We'll talk they about brought the her in to die. We'll talk about the post credits and my negatives. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, I wanted to say when you're talking about Taika Waititi's humor, though, real quick, that I forgot to mention that I, I love the little plays that they show where, like, Matt Damon and and I think it's Luke Hemsworth are like reenacting yeah. the last movie. Yeah, and Sam Neill and Melissa McCarthy. Like, it's just funny. Like, it it didn't need to be there. They could have like we saw that already in Ragnarok. No, it's perfect. But it was perfect. And like her Melissa McCarthy like holding her hand out as the like Mjolnir like crappily like makes its mm-hmm. way to her hand. Like <laughs> it, it was just all so great. Like cheap theater, right? What else did I really like? I don't know. I just, I just like the whole message and the whole vibe. I I really enjoy when, like you said, like when a villain kind of blends or or blurs the line between like the, the, he has a point. <laughs> you know what He's I mean? Just yeah. I I and I liked that like they brought up that the Necro Sword corrupts its user, and so. You know, he, he was, was angry. kind of he was kind of a mirror of Jane, which I guess is a pretty good reason right. to have Jane in the movie. Right. Yes, because they're both kind of so dependent on this weapon that they have. Right. And it's Her for good kind of him slowly for evil. like right. Okay. Um and you, I and I you're bringing and me I liked, around. <laughs> and I liked that the sword was corrupting him and so like he had a point but he was kind of taking the wrong conclusion from it in a way mm-hmm. that like, you know, my daughter died, even though I worshiped my God. And so I have to kill all gods. Right. Like there's a, di- and so at the end when the sword was destroyed, I kind of liked that, like maybe some of his actual self came back. And so when he makes that decision, it's like, he comes back around to like, Oh, I can wish for anything. Like, I, right. I could just wish for my daughter to be alive. Right. It, it was a very, very good conclusion to that story. And I feel like one of those moments where, like, it was the only conclusion to come to that story. And so, very cool. And I liked how Eternity looked. It made me think, like, this is very overpowered. And I do not know how... Is this just available, like, to anyone even now? I mean, now? It's, a th- it's a thing in the comics, but it's apparently it's... super, super, super difficult to get to. Yeah, I guess it didn't. It genuinely didn't look that difficult to get to. <laughs> like Thor has a Bifrost. Like I think he can just go back. Right. The goats were awesome. The goats were fantastic, and like my that was one of my favorite lines in the movie was when the the guy gave them the goats, and they were just screaming and like going nuts, and they were like, "Oh, I love them." And the guy said, okay, well, you said you'd take them, so you, you have to take them now. <laughs> like, I loved that they were clearly pawning off these goats. Right, right. His delivery was just so good. <laughs> All right, well, you said yes, okay, so that's it. Uh, that, that whole, I mean, the whole Guardians thing was so good. Okay, so I already kind of talked about some of the, you know, negatives. I didn't like that Jane was brought in to, just to die and... I felt like as much as I like the comedy, the tone of the movie was kind of all over the place. And okay. I feel like what I mostly mean by that is kind of what you were bringing up, where it's like it felt like at times they were trying so hard to be Ragnarok that it was coming across like you could see them trying. Okay, so I didn't want to get too much into this until we started talking about the negatives, but I felt a lot of studio meddling. Like, it like wasn't just Taika Waititi. You shouldn't necessarily feel that as an audience member in the in sitting in the theater, right? Right, so right. Marvel mandated that this movie has to be less than two hours. Did you see the runtime? No. One hour and 59 minutes. That doesn't just happen by coincidence, right? There's a lot more movie that didn't make it onto the screen. And the thing that Taika Waititi does so well and that, that hit so hard in Ragnarok and really in Jojo Rabbit and, and other stuff, you know, what we do in the shadows, other stuff that he does um, as well is it's funny and it's a, it can be a little macabre at times, but there's a right. lot, a lot of heart and a lot of emotion right behind that humor and underneath, you know, everything else. And I feel like in this Marvel kind of went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do the funny stuff. 
make yes, it funny. I agree. I agree. And he was like, okay, but like it doesn't work without building up everything else. Right. Dude, the, uh, sorry, going back to the positives, the storyline of Stormbreaker being jealous of Mjolnir. Hilarious. It got me every single time. It was funny. Hilarious. Every single time it just like kind of like slowly moved its way into Fluid. the screen. Yes. Great. So Absolutely. like he, he can do that. Yes. But you got to you got like when if, you've got a filmmaker like that who's yes. so good at this specific style, like let him do that style. Yep. I agree. That's kind of how I feel like with Ragnarok, the storyline, I mean, his uh Thor's father just died in front of him and Mjolnir, this thing that he always thought like it, it's almost like, you know, he had to relearn how to find his strength after, like, his father died and after the weapon that's always given him everything that he's known was destroyed. Right. Not only did his father die, but his father was shown to be someone who he didn't know, didn't realize. Right. And so, like, a lot of his worldview just, like, shifted and then he got, like, trapped on this planet and he runs into the Hulk, who's also having this, like, inner struggle with oh, himself Cody, Cody. We're, we're doing love and thunder all that to say there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of right character okay. reasons I'm sorry I should have interrupted that you're able no it's funny that I understand <laughs> I feel the same we're already at 47 minutes there's a lot of character reasons why these things are coming out right. and I feel like something like Stormbreaker being jealous of Mjolnir isn't just a stupid joke because you've known forever how Thor feels about right, how Mjolnir. how important Mjolnir is. And so the fact that Mjolnir comes back, they make the joke that it's almost like Stormbreaker also knows. <laughs> and so it's funny because it makes sense Because going the groundwork back. is there, right. When Jane and Valkyrie are having like a little moment together and making jokes together, it's funny, but like... You've never seen them together, and the only reason you know they're friends is because the movie told you they were friends earlier. Right, right. And so, like, that's the disconnect that happens. It's like we're shoving all the stuff in, and we're being funny, but, like, there's no background to it. Right, and I'm sure that there were scenes of that kind of stuff, but what I wanted wanted more of, more than anything else, was gore going around killing gods. Was like yes. set up how fucking evil this guy is. Set up yes. how ruthless he is because he like in the comics, it's right. It's, they don't hold back. You know what I mean. And it, that would have obviously made it much scarier when he was with the right. kids because there was right. already fear there. But there was like this weirdness to it where it's like, but I didn't feel like he would kill the kids. Okay, but like, cage, if there was more of that in the beginning, then that cage that they had that he had the kids in. Tell me that wasn't yeah, straight like, out of Nightmare Before Christmas. It looked just like the like bathtub, yeah. like mixed with oogie boogie, like for sure. Uh, yeah, and then I mean, I I also put that nothing felt that important, and that's more of like a critique on this phase of MCU as a whole. That like. Outside of the movies like Shang-Chi and some of the shows that, like, introduced us to new characters, when you were with, like, a movie that was, like, a character that you you know, it didn't feel like it moved the, the storyline forward in any way other than Thor, Thor's not with the Guardians now, and I guess he saw Jane, but, but she's not around but anymore. Even the, like, even the movies that don't deal with characters that you already knew, so Shang-Chi was fun. I really liked Shang-Chi. Yeah. What did it, it do for the MCU? Forward. Where do right. can, can you can you see him in in the Avengers? I can't yet. Eternals, like, I know we I I get it. We have a I, lot I, on I get Eternals, it with Eternals. I but I like it. I liked Eternals a lot. I loved it a lot too. Where do they fit in? But I'm more fine with those because just them being introduced moves something forward because it's showing here's it new stuff for you. But it, it it does in the sense that they're there and you know who they are now. How does Sonic the Hedgehog move Super Mario's story forward? It doesn't like they're not 
they don't have anything to do with the same universe. They have as much to do with one another as as the Eternals and Doctor Strange. They just don't though, because Doctor Strange and Eternals are in the same universe. Because they're made by the same movie studio, but there was nothing. I think I see what you're saying, but I completely disagree with you. But there, there was nothing in either of them that told, other than mentioning Thanos. Yeah, there was nothing. I agree that. Look, I agree with that. That I agree that it didn't move anything forward with the story. I just had more of an interest since I didn't know the people. In Thor, it's like, I know Thor has been through all this. So, like, I know that he knows things. I know the character. I want to see where they move forward. And it didn't move much forward. But, I, again, I know I keep saying this, but I'm going to get back to that a little bit when we talk about the MCU reveals. But that's all my negatives. The post credit scenes. Okay, yeah. So when they first started doing the Marvel movies and they would do these post credits scenes, it was like, you have to stay. You have to stay after the credits because it's going to be something important. Like the least important thing that happened was, I think after Captain America, there was a trailer for the Avengers. Mm. Which, which was, was still Which awesome. was still fucking awesome. Right, exactly. Right. But I feel like now, let's see, Eternals... Doctor Strange and this one have all had the same post-credit scene. Dialogue, dialogue, dialogue. Introduce another character who's played by this famous person. And I walk out going, we're never going to see that person in another movie. You don't think you're going to see Hercules again? I think he. we have the best shot at seeing uh, Roy Kent playing Hercules in, in some other movie. I think we have a better shot of that than seeing Charlize Theron or Harry Styles. I think that ever since you told me what Secret Wars, like what it sounds like at least, I think think all of these are setting up Secret Wars. And they're just only going to be there for Secret Wars? I could see that. Yes. I I, I could see that. And so, like, I I wonder about that, but um, the first one that I had that thought to was Hercules, because... Since the only real, and I don't need a whole explanation on Secret Wars, but since the only, like, comparison I have is that it's pretty much, like, (laughs) Mortal Kombat (laughs) with all these different realms coming together, I imagined, oh, so Hercules is going to be, like, the champion from the gods, and that'll be, like, that portion. I don't know how Harry Styles and, and Charlize Theron fit into it. And then I feel like the Valhalla post credit right. stinger almost cheapened the sacrifice you know what i mean like because yeah, she, she do- just like i guess it doesn't because thor thinks yeah like like she still is dead on earth but right. i don't know it was it, it was like it was they didn't want to commit it, it was almost like someone said it was too depressing like you brought her back and she just died like can you just show her, like... I mean, hey, I'm thrilled to see Idris Elba. 100%. Anytime. That's why you're going to see Beast. <laughs> I will not be going to see Beast. All right, so r- before we get to the ratings, I do have a game I want to play. Oh. Who was that? You only saw him for a minute. Oh, that's Dylan's favorite character. I, I want. I'm only going to say one thing. I'm not going to say it's easy, necessarily. Because it's not, it's still the same thing. Dylan, my SOB, watches these movies, and his favorite characters are always someone that has like nothing to do with the plot. That's still the case here. But I do still feel like it is possible to guess this one. So you got you got a few tries here. Can I get three guesses? Yes, you get three guesses. Let's see. Does it only count as a guess if I guess a specific character? Can I ask things about the character without it? Is it one of the goats? No. Funny enough, Does that Dylan count as a said guess? Dylan said the goats were too they were too prominent in the in the movie to be his I, favorite. I don't disagree. He loved the goats though. Meek. Okay, th- no. I want to tell you no, so I don't get your hopes up. He chose his favorite character as Meek initially. 
and then he was reminded that Meek was in Ragnarok also, and he didn't like that he was like an established character, and said, never mind, my favorite is this. So that's hilarious, because you kind of got it. Uh, right now you have half credit, but you could get that full it's credit. more credit than I've gotten on any other movie. I know, I know, that was close. The guy getting chemo that Jane was talking to in the, <laughs> the beginning of the movie. I don't know. No. Okay. So then, since you're on your third guess, I will give you one a hint. A bit. I'll give you a big hint so you can get even closer. His favorite character exists in Omnipotent City. Was it Korg's god? I knew you were gonna guess it. No. Or was so it the, you did the get god of half carpentry. credit. <laughs> it was Bao, the god of dumplings. I I didn't even remember. I knew I would have. No, if you would have remembered, you would have gotten it. Now look, it is not my place to say what Dylan's favorite character is, but I still can't get over that his favorite character wasn't one of those like chicken alien things from the very beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah. That was just like screaming and shooting turrets and stuff. I was mm-hmm. like, that thing was created to be Dylan's favorite character. <laughs> right. And I feel like he almost took it as an insult and said, I'm not that's I'm not choosing it. It's too perfect. I saw a screenshot of the white like the dry race board or the notes that Meek was taking. Have have you seen the screenshot? I haven't. It's all it's all just drawings, right? Right, yeah. It's the entire plot of the whole movie. Oh, all the way to the end. Yeah. That's it's fun. I got to look awesome. that up. It's awesome. All right. So let's give our star rating. Three and a half. I'm giving it three. So we're very close there. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very good. But or very, pretty good, I should say. And would you recommend it? It's a Marvel movie. So like, yeah, if you watch the Marvel movies, watch <laughs> it. If not, you got to watch them all. It's hard to do that. Um, but... Now I want to talk about... Did you the... answer for me? Matt, it's the same answer every time we do the Marvel movies. It's almost ridiculous to ask. Would you recommend it? I Matt? mean, it's a Marvel movie. If you, if you watch the Marvel movies... And... <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. So we're we're going a little long, and I got to get up early in the morning. So this this last part, I just mostly want to touch on the things that excited me. And then you can say back also do you know what they announced at comic-con um, i could talk about it in detail right after it happened but i'd have to remember right so they split up phase five phase five is gonna end with whatever the next movie is ant-man right you mean phase four phase four is gonna end with ant-man right it's gonna end with black panther wakanda black forever panther, and then phase six is phase five, five is starts gonna start with, with, ant-man. with ant-man and is right. gonna include avengers kang dynasty and Avengers yes. Secret Wars. That's right. And and that's the, the only most... thing that they've announced in phase 5. Those That is movies. not that is not true. Oh. <laughs> but you touched on something that excited me. I pointed out how I am kind of getting a little bit I'm almost getting frustrated that these movies are not moving anything forward. And part of what they announced, Kevin Feige said, was that Phase 4 was just for resetting the MCU and introducing you to new characters. That will end with Black Panther Wakanda Forever. This whole thing is now called the Multiverse Saga, this new second second half ever since uh, the Infinity Saga. And the... Phase five begins with Ant Man and the Wasp oh, Quantumania Four is also next be year. Phase five. <laughs> and I'm just excited to know that February of next year the story will actually move forward. And I've always thought Ant Man and the Wasps Quantumania would would probably be the the contender to move things forward because we know Kang is supposed to be in it. But I hoped something would first, but so I'm excited for that prospect. And what you brought up that it's got two Avengers movies bringing up the tail end of it. That's exciting. And the names of those movies are exciting. Kang dynasty and secret wars. And then, uh, 
the other things I'm personally excited for are Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and Daredevil Born Again. Are you? I am. I am. You know you're not getting the Netflix version of Daredevil, right? I don't care. I love Charlie Cox as Daredevil, so I'm fine. I'm fine as long as they don't recast him. Well, you're about to get him starting in, what, like a week? Oh, yeah, because he's supposed to be in She-Hulk. It seems Attorney like. at law. I am also interested in that, but that's not something that like was announced. We knew that. Um, and then, yeah, Fantastic Four. I'm also very interested to see what they do with Blade, because I, I never saw the original Blades back in the day. Uh, they were fine. Blade Trinity was good with Ryan Reynolds. But it could be... It could be pretty cool. Like, I know it's not going to be, like, you know, crazy, like, the... Because I think the other ones were rated R, right? Mm-hmm. But Blade be. can be cool. They it could be, be, I guess, if they're doing the whole thing with, like, they're going to bring Deadpool in Deadpool's going to be, yeah, rated R. I am a little bit surprised that there's nothing about X-Men in here other than, They'll be I in think, there. the cartoon be they're doing. There. But they're going to show up, right? They'll be in there. They're... They're acting like Fantastic Four is the big like oh new. Have they thing, said who's Have they said who's directing Fantastic Four yet? Because originally it was supposed aware. to be John Watt, and he dropped. Yeah, out. I'm not aware. Do you think that means that they know what they're doing with the next Spider-Man movie? There's got to be another Spider-Man movie in there somewhere, right? Right, but they they didn't announce one. Well, no. I'm honestly I'm more intrigued by like the non-announcements by like the blank space announcements. Yes, that is true. Yep. I agree. It just cuz obviously like this isn't going to be everything and I'm I'm also interested in in Thunderbolts, honestly, with with what they're doing um I I kid you not, I thought Thunderbolts was just going to be about Thunderbolt Ross. And I was like, why would they make that? He's the one that he's the one that like puts the team together. But that's what Madam Hydra is and everything, right? But you know, John Walker's on that team, right? Yes, unfortunately, he's there. Still excited? Yeah, but who else is on there? Balancing it out. Abomination. No, (laughs) I don't think she's gonna be on it, Cody. What's her name? I think she's more likely um, Belova, Yelena Belova. Yes, Yelena. I think she's more likely to be an Avenger than a Thunderbolt. Right, but that comes out before the Avengers movies come out. So that could be where she turns. Because I think she's going to realize that she was getting played in Hawkeye. In Hawkeye, yeah, that is and true. turn on them. We, if you don't watch Marvel movies, boy, have we lost you at this point. <laughs> so I'm very sorry about that. And honestly, I'm even getting a little tired. I bet Matt is feeling a little old-fashioned right now. I feel great. And, and so... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for the future of the MCU. I say that every time, and then every time a new MCU movie comes out, I'm like, oh my god, when are they moving this forward? So the next but one I'm excited is for the prospect. Black Panther in November? Yes, correct. And God, that trailer was so good. The trailer was so good. So, you know, you'll definitely be hearing from us with that. But yeah, uh, that's all I have for you all. And so you can catch us on Let's Run That Back on Instagram. Our website's letsrunthatback.com. Our email address is letsrunthatbackpod at gmail.com. So you can email us and let us know what you're excited for in the MCU. And no one ever does. (laughs) And I think that's all the things to shout out. You can rate us now on Spotify. They added like a star rating, so... Rate us on Spotify and Apple and everything because that always helps. And that's about it. We're two brothers who talk about movies as if our opinions matter. I'm Cody. I'm Matt. Have a good one. (laughs) 